it's Sharon Joy here coming to you from the beautiful mid-north coast of New South Wales. Thank you so much for joining me. I'd like to begin by respectfully acknowledging the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which I walk here on the mid-north coast, the Gumbangir people, and I pay my respects to both elders past, present and future. And wherever you are, I acknowledge the country that you stand on and the Indigenous peoples of the land on which you stand right now. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about my journey, my very personal journey from tired to inspired, um, my journey out of teaching to income on the road and all the things that I learned along the way. And perhaps that's you, perhaps whatever job you're in, it doesn't matter if it's teaching. If you're feeling tired and feeling like you're a little bit on the rat race, then I hope that there's some takeaways for you that you can uh, take with you from today. It hasn't been very long for me in the Mad Mastermind. I'm fairly new. It's, as I was saying, it's a huge uh, pleasure to be here and um, and share with these amazing women who have just blessed my life in so many ways over the past couple of months. It's uh, it's such a huge privilege. So so here we go. <laughs> I'm going to share my story with you. So I'm originally from Sydney. Uh, I'm 41 years of age. I'm a wife and a mother of three beautiful children, and I'm formerly a teacher. So um, I went straight from uni straight into a full time job. I was a targeted graduate. And four years later, I became an assistant principal and I was an assistant principal for 10 years in a large, very busy, challenging primary school in southwestern Sydney. And from there, I went into the role of the deputy principal for the last two years of my career. During my time in teaching, I found I was particularly uh, tired. I was unwell. I had it lots of adrenal fatigue and thyroid, hyperthyroidism, um, all these things that I know now that I didn't know back then, lots of gut issues, a whole range of stuff going on. And um, But overall, I was tired. I was really, really tired. Not Just not feeling like I was really in touch with the life that I wanted to live. I loved my job, but I knew I just didn't want to do it forever. Uh, I'd worked with a lot of women who were approaching retirement and I kind of felt like every day, every week, I was being reminded of how close they were to the weekend, to the next holidays, to their retirement. And it really just pulled me down. Um, and, you know, I mean, I loved working in schools with kids, but I just felt like I didn't want that to be my whole entire career. My husband and I have been described as peaking too early, which is kind of a little bit of an interesting um, description, but it's one that our best friend actually gave us. Um, she describes us as having peaked too early in life, which is a little bit interesting, but in some ways I kind of know what she means and I liken our life transformation very much to that example because what we had was um, we, we were childhood sweethearts, so we were married very young. I was married at 22. Um, I had my first child at 26. Of course, uh, we had a house. We bought a house when we were, I was 21. And we kind of had everything. We had really good jobs in Sydney. And after we'd had our third child, we started to think, is this it? Like, do we just now stay on this treadmill and just keep doing this until retirement when there's a shift? And we weren't happy with that. We'd love the excitement of our journey up to that point. And whilst we adored parenting and, you know, we had a fabulous life in Sydney, we just felt like there was something missing. 
Um, we caravanned a lot. Uh, so we bought our first caravan um, over 10 years ago now, going on 11 years. And we loved it. So we'd spent a lot of time darting away on weekends and, you know, trying to get away. In the summer of 2015 and 2016, we went um, on a long road trip down to Tasmania. In fact, we went to Coffs Harbour via Tasmania and then back to Sydney. So when I say that, people are like, what? And that's what we did. Uh, so we, we went to Tassie. We enjoyed a beautiful road trip around Tassie. And then we made our way up to our um, our favourite holiday destination. And um, it was... Somewhere going between Tassie and Coffs Harbour along a place called the Hay Plain. Now, hands up if you know the Hay Plain. <laughs> um, the Hay Plain, well, you could kind of liken it to needing to stick pins and needles in your eyes. It's pretty boring until you get to the Warren Bungles that just come out of the earth, like take your breath away. But for the most part, the Hay Plain is probably one of the most boring stretches of Australia and trust me I've done a lot of it but I can still say that and it was somewhere along that trip out this particular road trip was um, for my husband's 40th birthday so it was part of that celebration and so we decided that um, on the hay plane we would draw up a bucket list because why not right <laughs> there was nothing else to do we were bored out of our brains and we thought, why not create a bucket list? So we decided to call it our 50 by 50 list, 50 things by the age of 50 that we wanted to do, see, you know, make a habit of, experience, whatever. And the list was random. Like we put so many random things on it. Like people have asked us, what, what's on your 50 by 50 list? We had, we had things like getting a skin check, making, making a habit of getting an annual skin check was something that we had on our list. So we had a whole range of like really random stuff on there, but a lot of it was centered on travel because we've always valued experiences over stuff where we, we kind of cottoned onto that quite a long time ago and we've been somewhat minimalists for quite a while. So we realized that we needed less stuff, more experiences. That's what we held dear to ourselves. We didn't care for, for stuff. And, um, and as a result of that, we, we wrote our bucket list, our 50 by 50 list. And it was exactly, well, I'll tell you, there was exactly 12 months to the, to the, almost to the day, it completely changed our life. I mean, completely changed our life, like upside down and round and round. But in the course of that year, so in 2016, since we had a list of things that we wanted to do, we, we just started focusing on our bucket list instead of focusing on our to-do list. It just completely shifted our focus. So every single thing, we, we were always looking how we could be ticking stuff off rather than looking at our to-do list. And what that meant is between March and October, so just have a think about this, March and October, without taking really any annual leave, apart from maybe a week, um, using things like public holidays and like pockets of time. I mean, teeny tiny pockets of time. We smashed out from Sydney. We saw the Sunshine Coast, the Gold Coast. We walked, we hiked Kosciuszko with our kids. We had a two-year-old at the time. 
We drove the Great Ocean Road. We did Victoria's High Country. I don't even know how we did it all. Like I actually, I don't. It, blo- it still blows my mind how between March and October we did all this stuff. But what would happen is it just added to our tiredness because we needed it to feel fulfilled. So we'd smash out a drive from Sydney to Melbourne in a day or Sydney to the Gold Coast in a day. And and then we'd come back and go straight back to work the next day. We'd be fagged, like really, really tired. But we loved it. We loved it. It was what set our soul on fire. Now, at that time, we were actually planning a lap of Australia to happen in 2018. And, you know... Planning was in motion. We had the car. The following year, we were going to get the caravan. And then the year after that, we were going to actually travel. So we pretty much started to, you know, get the wheels in motion for that. But by the time we got to the end of 2016, there was a a level of dis-ease that I, I I can't even explain it. Things just weren't adding up. I decided that in my career, I was either going to go up or get out. Um, I needed to change schools. I'd been at the same school for 10 years. I needed a change. I decided I didn't want to go back into the classroom. I was loving being non-teaching and working with the community. And so it was time to look at other options. So there was a couple of things that happened. There was two positions that came up. One at the school that I was at, um, that it was a role I'd been in for the two years. So I thought, yeah, this this could be good. I'll get this, maybe transfer. The job was filled via a transfer. I didn't get, sh- I didn't even get a shot at it. Then there was a position that came up around the corner from my place in the school that my children went to. It's a very large school, and I'd never wanted to teach at our kids' school before. But I thought, you know what? It's a big school. There's a lot of teachers there with their kids there. Maybe I should give it a shot. Same thing happened again. Job was filled via a transfer, didn't even get a shot at it. The universe was telling me something that I just couldn't understand. I just knew that there was something else out there for me and that wasn't it. So in trying to, instead of being frustrated about that, I really just leaned into it. And I just went, okay, universe, you win. This is not for me. I just need to sit on this. Um, In fact, at this stage, I probably didn't even say the word universe. It was kind of like, okay, it's just not for me, whatever. Um, Because at that point, I was not sort of at the same level of understanding about manifestation as where I am now and law of attraction. So I accepted that that was what was going to be and forgot about it. Anyway, it was the month of January 2017. And we were on holidays here on the beautiful Mid-North Coast, place we love, and a good friend had announced that, who had just completed a lap of Australia, that they were going to settle on the Mid-North Coast, exactly in the suburb that we loved. And that was it. I looked at my husband and I said, that's it. That's the answer. And he's like, what? What's the answer? And I said to him, we need to sell our house, travel Australia, and moved to Coffs Harbour. And he was like, what? (laughs) But in an instant, we knew that that was the decision. Now, just to give you some idea, probably about 10 days before this, our neighbours had sat in our backyard and said, would you guys ever sell your house to travel? And at that point, 
um, at that point they knew we were planning on traveling, uh, you know, doing a lap, but they had no idea about anything. And my words to them were, you'll carry me out of here in a pine box. Okay. <laughs> I was dead set, not going anywhere. I was staying where I was. We loved our house. I was staying there. So sooner or later, we, we decided that was it. That was January. Um, the minute we returned home from that annual holiday, the following day, I had an appointment with the real estate agent and the wheels became in motion. Um, on the 1st of June, or mid-May, we moved into a caravan. So we sold our house in Sydney. We moved our family of five into uh, a caravan, a 23-foot caravan. Uh, and on the 1st of June, we left Sydney uh, to, to never return. We were homeless. Uh, our caravan was our home for nearly two full years, 22 months to be exact. And we did an entire lap of Australia. Now, my last day of teaching was my 38th birthday because, of course, you can't sell your house, pack up everything, sell everything you own just about, um, fit out a new caravan, do all the stuff that had to be done uh, without taking the time. So the second day back at school, I went into my boss and I told him, um, you've got me for two more weeks, then I'm taking leave. And then I'm going on annual leave, uh, long service leave, and I'm never coming back. And that's it. <laughs> and so we did. So we did some crazy things. I mean, at that stage, we were earning very, very good money. My husband had a fabulous job. Um, he was a group executive chef of a hotel chain working across 12 venues from Sydney to Mackay. And, um, and we threw it all in. We threw it all in and we moved into a van and travelled Australia. But here's the thing. Coming back across the Nullarbor, because I've already shared, I do all my nuttiest thinking when there's dull driving. We came across, uh, we were driving across the Nullarbor and I looked at my husband and I said, I think I'm done. I think I've done my last day of teaching. I want to go into sales and marketing. <laughs> anyway. So once we'd come back to the Coffs Coast, we were still in the van, but we'd kind of centred ourselves so our, our eldest daughter could start high school. So we had a little base then. We'd keep circling back so she could start high school. Um, we started looking at what our financial options were. And here's where the tired to inspired bit comes in. If you are stepping out of a career like teaching, I mean, there's so much you can do, but in reality, there's so little you can do. And to anybody who might feel like they need to hear this, when I was ready to earn some money, something, I applied to Liquorland. I didn't get a job. I got knocked back. I applied. Um, I even, I was doing a sales leads job for a, a, a popular caravanning industry business and um, they politely let me go and said, Sharon, you, you're not making enough leads. See you later. Okay. You can imagine what that does for the ego. Um, a huge $20 an hour job. Thanks, Sharon, but no thanks. You're not making enough leads on your bike. Um, couldn't get a job with Liquorland. No, they didn't want me. It was pretty hard. It was pretty hard and I had to dig really bloody deep. <laughs> 
I had to really look inside myself and I had to have more belief than anybody else that I was capable of more. And so I began peeling back the layers, just starting in anything I could learn. Um, so these are some of the things that we did. Um, well, on our journey, uh, we actually started a blog called Galway's Go Round. Um, it was it started as a little blog telling our story. And very, very soon, I'd already known the power of social media, but it just took it to a whole new level. The connections, the friendships, um, the inspiration, the people who'd reach out to us and say, you've changed my life. Um, we've left everything behind because we were inspired by your story. You can't not be touched by that. And so I really realised that, you know, while a lot of people at that time were really crapping all over social media, they were just saying, oh, social media, oh, got to get off it, you know. And I just thought, no, there's, there's more to it. I love social media. So I knew the power of social media. I, you know, I can remember in my darkest, darkest hour of my life um, at my mother's bedside when she was about to pass and she'd been days just not passing and needing to let go of life and take her last breath um, to the point where we had the um, palliative care doctors came to me on the morning she passed and said, is there something that somebody hasn't said? Is there something left to do? Like, we can't understand why she's still here. I put a post out on social media and all I wrote was calling all angels. And you can imagine, like, my feed was just full of people who lifted me up in that moment. And my mum passed away within the hour. And I knew the the power of social media and storytelling, connection that meant something that was authentic. I didn't see this inauthenticity that people would talk about in social media. I felt real rawness connection in my darkest hour. And there were times on our trip of Australia where I felt the same, you know. It wasn't all bloody rainbows and unicorns. There, we had some really, really tough times. And it was through those moments that we were we could share them and we had people reaching out and, you know, really connecting with us in powerful ways. So I knew there was something in social media. It's just a space that I loved hanging out in. I wanted to do something in that realm. So, so that was where we started. Our love of social, my love, not my husband's, my love of social media, my love of words and stories and pictures and videos and colour. And so it went from there. So I tried a whole range of things. So through our little blog, we did things like affiliate marketing. We looked at affiliate marketing. I didn't love affiliate marketing. Just didn't work for me. I was kind of selling stuff and then ending up with like, here's 5%. Okay, it costs $200 to fill a Land Cruiser tank with diesel. <laughs> it's not, you know, I had to sell a whole lot of something that cost 10 bucks to earn me just a little bit of money. That wasn't fun. 
Um, that not to say it doesn't work for other people. It does. Okay. It just didn't work for me. This was not my jam. Um, we did some sponsored blog posts and some influencing. I found that a terrible lot of work. Um, I found it so much work because you had to be good at everything. You had to have photos and good at work, you know, writing and videos and everything. And it took a lot of time for not a lot of money unless, you know, you wanted to stick to it, have a huge following. I didn't have that. So I let that go. Um, I can remember one of the collaborations that we did was for a caravan park. And, you know, we're trying to do the, the whole family, you know, like, oh, we're having a beautiful time. And so I set the camera up and had this beautiful scene happening on a picnic rug with Finscar, which is kind of like bocce, but it's not. And, um, you know, we had canapes and drinks and the whole thing happening in this photo. And our kids were just being rat bags. And, you know, we sort of took the photo and run, 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 smile. You know, we kind of got to this point where it just felt fake for us. So we gave that away. That was not for us. Um, then we, we, we found a great um, little, little gig doing some um, drop shipping and selling on the road. So um, we aligned ourselves with a paddleboard company. Now, we'd had a, a paddleboard. We'd traveled with it. We bloody loved it. Still love it. Um, and we just knew what a great thing it was for caravanners. So we took that on the road. We'd go around to caravan shows and we cut an agreement with the company that instead of us having to carry stock, that they would drop ship for us directly to the customer. So that was a really great thing we did. Um, but then um, I did that well enough that the company actually approached me to work for them. And with that, I landed my dream job. So... Thanks, Liquorland. Um, you did me a huge favour. Um, so what I became last year in April was the um, Australian Marketing Manager. And that job allowed me to work remotely. So I can pretty much do my job from anywhere. But I also got to travel and travel with my family as well. Not all the time. A lot of times not with my family. Um, but I travelled quite a bit. So in doing that, um, I've been to the UK. I've been to... Um, the Whit Sundays to Hamilton and Hayman Islands. I've been to the Sunshine Coast, to the Gold Coast, to Perth, um, up and down to Sydney more times than I can count. My job was driving up and down the east coast of Australia. Not a bad gig for a traveller, right? Um, but COVID was a big aha moment. Oh, actually, something that I haven't mentioned, which is a huge part of my life, is network marketing. Um so in 2008, um, one of the things that did stick from, it's the only thing that stuck from the beginning is network marketing. We joined Young Living. Now, um, I get the stigma around network marketing. I get it. I don't like it. <laughs> um, you know, one thing that we have found is we didn't like the stigma of Young Living, of, of network marketing, not Young Living, um, to the point where it was on my list of never, ever, ever's. Um, but when the coach I was working with at the time suggested it as adding another stream of income to what we were doing, um, we took a look at it and to us it just made sense. And it's been the one thing that has actually stuck and continues to stick and isn't going anywhere. Um, so network marketing was the other thing that we we're doing. But here's the thing. COVID was a huge wake-up call for us. Huge. Massive. Um, because we'd always been believers in having multiple streams of income and the importance of that. But 
In 2019, we really got wrapped up. Both my husband and I had comfortable jobs working remotely. Um, it was pretty cruisy. But what we realized when uh, COVID struck, both my husband and I, our jobs went from five days a week to two days a week. Um, yeah, very quickly. So um, thank God for Young Living is all I'm going to say. Um, it was our side hustle that we'd been building for two years that paid for our groceries and a little bit more. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, but what, again, what we realized is it, we were still in jobs where our income was limited. Um, our, you know, our upward movement in those positions was limited and we still weren't following our dream, um, of having and being our own boss all the time, not just some of the time. Um, so that now brings me to you know, what I've been doing and adopting. And some of this stuff I've kind of always been doing, but not getting paid for it. Hello, how stupid am I? Um, and if that's you, you know, if there's something that you're always giving advice to somebody about, then please go and have a look at some of the other amazing courses in this group. Um, maybe go and check out April's presentation about running courses. Um, you know, join some of Carly's courses. Denica with her Canva, whatever it may be, um, because in all seriousness, if you're talking to people and people are coming to you for advice on something in your life, then you can make a business out of that. And that's not to fleece anybody for money. That's because it's something that you're good at. And there's other people out there who are willing and ready to pay for whatever it is that you've got to offer. And that's what I've come to realize the beautiful thing that's happened to me over the past couple of months is I've actually come back in alignment with the heart of teaching and coming back to the heart of what I've always been, um, which is a teacher and a traveler. And now I've, I'm a transformer, right? Um, so it's a really, really beautiful thing. And as part of that now, um, I'm offering courses, um, using the same formula that April uses, which has worked fabulously for me. Um, I've been doing mentoring. So I'm mentoring in social media, in marketing, um, specializing in small business or home-based business. So perhaps people who are in network marketing um, generically might want some help with their social media. That's something that I'm offering. Um, holistic wellness mentoring. So um, part of what I do, I mean, I, I see wellness as so holistic. Um, so I founded Wandering Wellness Collective back in 2018, and I'm really proud of the culture that we've created. Um, we welcome people in. We don't care, you know, we don't care what products people use. We just want to share information that is um, empowering to people, you know, and informative to people and it has people awake about whatever it is. So, um, you know, I've just recently interviewed Kaylee Haynes, who's the genealogist from within the mad women. And, um, and, you know, we focused on, you know, we looked at that through a focus of wellness and it's incredible how holistic it is. It's not just about low tox living or using essential oils and natural products. There, there's a wider 
vision of wellness and it, it encompasses a whole range of stuff including personal development growth community sustainability legacy you know um, looking after our future generations be financially or for the planet no matter what it is um, you know we're, we're integrating soul modes into into that wellness as well I'm currently um, doing the soul modes mentor training so I'm I'm almost a certified soul modes mentor. And, you know, what we've done with our network marketing is really, you know, we've got it in a place where people enjoy being with us, whether they join us or not. And, and we honor people, whether they join us or not. Um, it's not about, you know, having any pseudo businesses in front of it. I'm dead against that. Um, nothing frustrates me more, you know, um, sort of cold calling people where there hasn't been that sort of conversation. It just gives us all a bad name. And, you know, I'm really strongly on a mission to do it differently um, because I do believe it's a fabulous model for people who want something on the side or who want to step out of another career, be it gradually or quicker, depending on how they choose to go. Um, so really now, um, you know, I guess, the thing is, if, if we look broadly at our life now, um, we live in a different location. We we live, um, well, 200 metres from the beach, um, which just sets my soul on fire. And, and even more than that is actually seeing my husband's soul set on fire like never before. Originally, we lived in the southwestern suburbs of Sydney, around about, you know, probably 50 minutes from the beach. Um, so that's an incredible thing. So we've got different position, you know, place where we live. We're both in different careers. Um, and, you know, and we've really changed things up. We've challenged the status quo in every area of our life. And we said, no, like, why, why do we have to do that? Why do we have to live in a house? Um, we put our kids into school when we were still living in a caravan. Um, you know, we've done things differently. So it's, but it's really nice to feel like we've taken back some control and for anybody who's feeling tired or uninspired or, you know, like they're on some kind of like a, you know, a hamster wheel, I just want you to know that you can experience a life of inspiration too if you choose. There's nothing special about what we've done. In fact, I would say that nearly every woman in the Mad Woman event has a story just like mine. It's not unique. Um, they all have incredible, um, incredibly moving stories that uh, are, are of the same way. So, um, so go out there and smash it. Um, all right, let me share with you some tips. If you are needing some inspiration and you're not sure where to start, you really want to change things up in your life, but you're not sure how, this is going to be so simple. Um, you know, because it, it starts very simply, you know, we didn't do anything that was tricky or hard. Um, we certainly didn't, you know, the, the whole thing, whilst people might think that um, we woke up and just sold our car and sold our house and, you know, all the rest of it, um, left our jobs and went nuts. It's actually not the truth. There, there were things that led up to it and, and this can help you. So um, I've actually got a graphic for this, so don't feel like you need to dive for a pen. I'll give you the graphic and you can save it if, if this is what you need right now. Um, so first one is um, write your version of your 50 by 50, whatever it may be. Um, you don't need to know or understand the law of attraction, manifestation, 
to do a bucket list, okay? You just don't. Um, I didn't even know what a vision board was back then. I had no idea. Um, totally clueless. Didn't know. I knew the word manifest, manifestation, but I didn't really understand it. I wouldn't have known what law of attraction was. You don't need to know all that to get started, so fear not. Um, that's the first one. Next one is follow people who've done what you want to do and stay inspired. Um, it really helps to connect with people who have walked the walk that you've walked. Don't be shy to reach out to them. Um, you know, connect with them. It's very powerful. I encourage you to form new networks of people, both online and in, per and in person. Um, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're hanging out a lot on social media and you're following people who don't inspire you, then it's time to change it up, okay? It really helps to follow people who inspire you and, you know, you want to stay connected with um, and who have walked the path that you want to walk. And it's So, yeah, new networks is very, very powerful. Doors will open if you change up your circle. There's nothing wrong with it. You, don't, you never leave people behind. Um, you know, there might be people where we don't quite connect with as often as we used to, but that's all about growth and change. It's, you know, it doesn't mean we love them any less. Um, it just means that we're growing and expanding. So I really encourage you to grow your networks unapologetically, okay? Um, I really encourage you to unfollow people who no longer serve you. You can still love on them. You don't need to unfriend them. But just make sure that your social feed is curated. It's curated in a way that inspires you. Um, you know, if you open up your feed and you're constantly getting negative Nancy in your face, it's not going to help you reach your dreams and goals. So, you know, you can love on them, but it doesn't mean you need to see them in your feed every day. Um, this is a huge one. Look for ways to make it happen, not reasons why it shouldn't or couldn't. Okay, I'll say that again. Don't look for reasons why it shouldn't or couldn't or can't or won't happen actually go and look for ways that it can, okay? Doors will start to open for you. Uh, form new habits that align with who you're becoming. So, you know, if there's parts of you that you need to leave behind, love them. Don't hate on them. Love them. Be forgiving and just leave them behind. Form new habits that are going to help you get to where you need to go. Uh, lean into your inner wild woman. Now, of course, this is all about soul modes. It was my... It was my wild woman that decided right there and then in that moment that we needed to sell the house, leave the jobs, move into the caravan, drive off into the sunset. It was her. Okay, it was the wild woman and she knows best. So I really encourage you to listen. A lot of women, if they haven't felt inspired and they're tired, they're not connected to their wild woman. Okay, and that's okay. Like, we can help you with that. There's people in this group that can help you with that. Carly can help you with that. Her book will help you with that. So start to learn about your modes and listen to your wild woman. She's telling you something lovingly, okay? Listen to her whisper and you won't have to hear her scream. You don't want to hear her scream. Trust me, it's not pretty. <laughs> so listen to her whisper. Um, uh Trust your gut and your intuition, okay? Trust your gut and your intuition. You will know in every cell of your being that you are on the right path or the wrong path. You might feel shaky, but deep down you will know what's right. So 
listen to your intuition, learn to tune into it. It's very powerful. Um, guys, it's, it's a journey. It's not a destination, okay? There's no destination at the end. It's just a journey. So enjoy every bit of it. Enjoy every struggle. Enjoy every trip in the road. Enjoy every new connection. Just enjoy it, okay? Because it's all about the journey. It's all about the journey. And last but not least, I just love this. It's so cliche and I apologize for that. But I just think so simplistically, have courage and be kind. Just have courage and be kind. If you've got courage in yourself, you know, um, is just it's just so powerful, okay? Um, having courage in your own troubles and kindness in other people's is just a powerful message, okay? was the last message that my mum left on earth before she passed. So that's one for you. Um, so they're my tips for going from tired to inspired. Now, um, if you're interested in working with me, I'm just going to fold this because I have I work on gigantic pieces of paper. These are how I take my notes. Um, it means I don't have to have glasses on. Um, look, if you're interested in working with me, um, please, you can follow me on most things at Ms. Sharon Joy, M-S-S-H-A-R-O-N-J-O-Y. Um, I will drop a link to my link tree in the comments. Um, a few things that I'm doing at the moment, I'm doing some social media mentoring. I've got a special on until the end of this month. Um, it's one-to-one -one mentoring, so it's a great opportunity if you're looking to step into something new or you want to brush up your skills, I'd love to mentor you. Um, a holistic wellness mentoring and, of course, um, natural products to incorporate into your life, everything from emotions to healthy homes to makeup to whatever you need. Um, if network marketing, you're interested in finding out a little bit more about what we do, then please, you're welcome to join Wandering Wellness Collective. Jump on in and have a look. You're more than welcome. Um, and um, I've also got a number of courses. So there's a few there and I'm adding some more. Um, one of the things I do is coach people on how to go live, live and love it. Um, so if you'd like to do that, it's only an $11 course. It's a great way to come out from behind the mask if you've got a business. And um, very soon I'll be offering um, some courses and mentoring around soul modes as a certified soul modes mentor. And also um, I'm about to complete my raindrop technique. Um, so I'll be a raindrop practitioner. So lots of education around um, health and wellness and a whole range of other stuff. Um, but and of course, and uh, sometimes a little bit of marketing on the side as well, uh, being that that's also what I do. But um, yeah, so if you would like to connect with me, I would absolutely love to um, to connect with you. And uh, yeah, please, you can jump on over. I'm going to have a little bit of a look through the comments that I missed. Um, I think once you commit and make the decision to do something in life, then things just fall into place. I couldn't agree more. It's so true. Um, it's, it's, you know, when you decide, deciding is the hardest part. Once you decide, then things do start to fall into place. Just decide, you know, and what you decide doesn't have to be the end game. You know, when I was driving across the Nullarbor, I, I, I still haven't visioned or brought to life 
all the things I dreamed. Um, you will notice that the things that I do are really big. I, I don't even pigeonhole myself. I'm, I call myself a, a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, that's self-confessed. Um, but I love what I do. I know there's people that use, um, you know, that find the information that I, I give as helpful. It's the reason why I've been mentoring so many people on so many things for the last, well, for a long time, um, even when I was in school, I was the techie teacher, you know, like I was the one that they were like, oh, Sharon will know what to do. Um, I'd be the one that have to design the pamphlet for, you know, the, the school concert and I'd usually be directing it as well because I love that stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, the wild woman did the same. you got to love that. But in all fairness, you know, there's a lot of women who struggle to connect with her. So, um, so you know, if you feel like that, it's okay. Um, we can help you bring that out. But, um, you know, just be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself. It's okay. You don't have to have all the answers right now. It's, it's a journey, you know. We are all learning all the time. We never stop learning. Well, that seems like a great place to close. So... Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'd love to connect with you. Um, I, You know, I do have a, a Facebook profile that I, I love to expand my network. So please feel free. Um, you're welcome to add me as a friend and um, check out my page and or pages. I've got several, but I'll drop my link tree in the comments and um, I look forward to connecting with you. Thank you so much, ladies. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.